HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is presented by Corgi Spirits and Chai Pani Restaurant Group. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil the rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you sun in the air. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. And my name is Souther Teague. Hey, Souther. How are you, buddy? Good, man. How are you doing? Uh, according to the doctor, clean bill of health. I heard. As of today. Hey. Thanks, thanks. Thank you. I uh, had my final x-ray, and they said, the bones healed. Cool, man. Bones heal, chicks dig scars, and the doctor to daredevil ratio in America is the best in the world. <laughs> this is a line from The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, are you, so you, you're not going to jump on a bike anytime soon, are you? Or are you? have you already started riding again? I have not. Uh, my bike was crushed in the accident, so I haven't gotten a new one yet. Um, I think I will be timid, but I'm certainly going to do it. I'm not going to not ride a bike. Yeah, I was going to say. Um my mobility is probably in the 90% now. i got like 10% that I still don't have, but I have plenty to ride a bicycle. Yeah. I've been in two motorcycle rigs when I was in my early 20s, and you know what? The first thing I thought of, like, I was in the emergency room after my first one, and I was, like, sitting there texting all my buddies because I, I didn't see my bike when I wrecked, um, but I knew it was gone, you know? Right. So I was texting all my buddies from the emergency room with my broken hands, <laughs> like... Hey, you know, anyone, you know of anyone with a bike for sale? Right, yeah, you got to get one right away. Yeah, yeah I, I never you, actually... Yeah, if you don't, you're... I never actually compared it to that. I've dumped bikes a lot, motorcycles a lot. Yeah. You get right back on. But people keep asking me about the bike. I'm like, I didn't really think about it. Yeah, of course I'm going to ride again. Yeah. Like, I ride, I rode it. It was my daily rider. Yeah. It's, it's my get around. Cool, man. I have to get back on it. What else is going on? Super busy weekend. Um, you know, holiday weekend. Uh, Indigenous People's Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people upset, but anyway, they came out drinking. Upset makes people drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, How about you? <laughs> oh, well, I was just gonna call you out on some bullshit real yeah, quick. <laughs> please do, please do. I listened to last week's show, and I assume you're gonna call me out on some of that. <laughs> there was a couple of things. Yes. Uh, lead, lead the way. Yeah. You know, well, 
you called Brian Darren at one point. I did. I, I don't know why I did that. I think I was thinking about Darren Grenya instead of Brian Gummert. Gummert. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Instead of Brian Grummert. And, uh, and then what else was it? Oh, you called <laughs> your buddy's bar. Uh, best intentions. Oh, you called Marty, it bad decisions. Chris Marty. Yes. Well, <laughs> I thought uh, you did. <laughs> I thought you did that on purpose, just to fuck with uh, me. I did. But no, I did that one on purpose. Okay, good. No, I didn't. I fucking... Listen, remember, <laughs> I had just gotten back from Italy. I was still ridiculously jet-lagged. Our new show is... Our new show time is two in the afternoon instead of three. Everything was out of whack. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I love it when Dave's in the, in the studio. <laughs> Hi, Southern. <laughs> hey, Dave. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so today I'm a little bit more bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You uh, seem you seem great, man. Well, I got up at 9 o'clock to go get my x-rays, so... Yeah. And now we're here in the studio at 2 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, do, shall we move into the guest segment of this thing, or do you want to keep just chatting with me about my idiocy last week? <laughs> I would, you know what? We could do a whole show on... on my idiocy? Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole new program. Oh, man. So, yeah, it was a busy weekend, and... Uh, Dude, I actually was out here at Roberta's on oh, Sunday. Yes. It was the Fernet- Barback Games. The Barback Games, yeah. Uh, I didn't get to MC it this year for some reason. Fernet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pretty wild time. Who did? Uh, friend of the show, Bob Wagner. Oh. Yeah, he was oh. in town for that. I had no idea. I was going to go, and then uh, we were staring down the barrel such a busy weekend at Amore that I went back and worked the whole weekend. Yeah, um, Max was out of town at a wedding in uh, in Atlanta, so it was, it was it was my time to shine. The arm is back in, so here we go. Yeah, best way to learn a language is to just get into the total get, immersion. Yeah, total immersion. Same Immer- way with bartending, man. That's right, immersion get therapy. So yeah, we actually have um, one of the guests of the two that are here today um, was here fairly recently. That's right. Like just about uh, over a month ago, uh, maybe five weeks, six weeks. Yeah, uh, here with uh, well, a, a third of the cat pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one, I don't believe has ever been on the show. I have not. Well, I'm really happy to have both of you in here. Um, we have Jane and Alla. Welcome to the show, Jane Danger and Alla the Push Chick. Woo, the <laughs> Push Chick. It's weird. We just talked about this before the show. Speaking of my continuing idiocy. I've known Ala for several years, and even have the other book on my shelf, Cuban Cocktails, which came out last year. Right. Um, and have still continuously referred to her as Ala La Push Nick. And then I looked right down and I saw this, and it says La Push Chick. It's French for the Weirdly, push even chick. it was in my phone as La Push Chick, and I thought, oh, I misspelled it in my phone. <laughs> I was completely convinced it was the other way around. Dude, it's book anyway, season. It is book season, and the ladies have their new book right here on the table. It's called The Bourbon Bartender. Um, Welcome to the studio. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Hi, oh. Jane. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so let's back up to, like, before we get into the bourbon bartender. Yeah. Let's talk about keeping cocktails. Yes. Because you two have been, I mean, every time I see you guys on Instagram, you're somewhere not here. Um, so you're actually <laughs> traveling. So you you wrote the book Cuban Cocktails. came out, what, like, it was a little over a year ago, right? Yeah, I think so. Almost two years now. Okay. Wow, it's been cool. that long? I yeah. think so, yeah. Man, time flies. It was pretty fast turnaround writing that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, another book that was kind of crashed out, right? You guys. We did uh, it in 30 days. Holy That's yeah. insane. And then added yeah. on after. Where's your books over you there? <laughs> You've been talking about it for it's in my bag. more than. It's in my bag. It's ready to go. Cool. No, uh, it's coming out. <laughs> yeah. Relax. Um, so, 
just like getting into like doing the research for Cuban cocktails. Obviously, you went to Cuba, but this was before you were allowed to, and now not allowed to go again. Um, right. So, how was that research process for that book? I mean, I know it was fast, but like, what, what, like, how did you get that? You like fly into Mexico and then and to Cuba, like. How long were you there? Like, no, we actually got a people-to-people visa uh, through the publisher. They like set it up, um, and we flew to Miami, and then took a little charter plane and flew into San Fuegos, and then spent a couple days in San Fuegos, rented a car, and then drove to Havana. Cool. I think we were there for like about a week yeah. total. Yeah, maybe yes. a little under. We kind of maybe. Five days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did that one pretty quick. But it, we were one of the first flights to go out. Like, it was still really new. And, like, okay. yeah, it was a brand new plane, the little charter that we went over on. So Yeah, nobody in Miami airport knew what we were talking about. We're like, where oh, yeah. is this plane? No. <laughs> no, it was a series of many where is this what and us continually getting lost and being told to go the wrong way and just figuring it out. Yeah. It's, you know, we like figuring things out. And you guys were down there for a, a pretty short amount of time, five days. You took uh, Gabby Porter, who was the photographer for that book, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And took a ton of beautiful photographs um, and did some research. But what was the impetus for that book? We're, we're, obviously, we're going to get to this book. But what was the impetus for that book in general? Like, what made you guys want to write a book about Cuban cocktails? I mean, obviously, the, the, at the bar... Cien Fuegos. Well, yeah, that's yeah that I'm, was a big. I'm catalyst. leading the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leading. The, I'm leading the guest. I'm, You're trying to make up for last week. I'm try, yeah, <laughs> trying to keep us on track. I will say this: this within, not in my defense. Not in my defense, but there's a part of me that wants to come into the show sleep deprived because when, I do listen to every single show afterwards, mm-hmm. and when I listen to that show, I sound really dulcet and smooth. Like I'm very like, <laughs> welcome to the speakeasy. Like I'm very like, like that's it. Like when I listened to that cognac. show, I was like, "Wow, I sound really different." And then I said a bunch of stupid things, and I was like, "Wow, I understand why." Um, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, so yeah, obviously Jane Danger works at Cienfuegos, the the bar right above above Amore Margo. That's uh, Rum Punch. Um, she runs the program there. Um, but I, as I recall, you guys didn't like set out to write this book. Someone approached you, right? Yeah, we were. And approached. That's, uh, surely that's the reason you know. why that you were running this Cuban bar. Yeah, and it was you know just an amazing opportunity and such an experience to get the chance to do something like that and be the momentum to push us to get to go to Cuba. It's something that I've always wanted to do and definitely all and I have a little bit of adventure in us. Reluctantly, we make ourselves (laughs) do things we don't want to. She hates flying. I'm whatever, Xanax, fine. Uh, You know, so it's, you know, so we make ourselves do all this stuff and it's great when we get an extra push from somebody outside to make us do even more. And it brought us back together again, which was really wonderful because we've known each other for almost 11 years off of 7th Street. We both lived on 7th between 1st and A. And we kind of, you know, we'd see each other every now and then, but not like we used to. And so this just brought us together in so many ways. And creatively, we balance each other out. Yeah, we work well together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speak to that a little bit. How does that work? Who approached who to start the book, and then what made the two of you get together on the book? Robbie. Yeah, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> yeah they approached Robbie first, and it was when I was already coming back to work with you guys at the complex again, right. and you know, and he's fond of us, so <laughs> yeah. He was like. Well, I mean, that's the reason we did it so quickly is because they approached Ravi and they were like, we need to get this done really fast. 
um, I would not. Right. The publisher's nor- impetus was like, oh, this in the impending lift of the embargo. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah. We, we want to be the first on the shelves with a book about Cuba. And yeah. Cocktails I would and travel not and recommend trying to do an entire book with a hundred cocktails in 30 days. That makes you absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when they approached Ravi, Jane was already back at San Fuegos and, um, I, you know, he likes to torture me and I like the <laughs> challenge. So, <laughs> Yep. So let's do it. All worked out. Had either of you dabbled in, in cocktail writing before? Yeah, that, that was my next question. Way to go. Gotcha. Nice. I mean, I guess at that time, <laughs> we'd done a fair amount of, like, interviewing and people kind of... And I prefer not the phone interview, but the drafting Same. an email. Sure. Uh, I really, like, yeah, that's my venue to go down with that. Uh, but not not a whole bunch, just some tinkering and ranting on the Facebook and kind of other little side projects, but not a big, nothing quite like this. Like, yeah, this was definitely the challenge of a lifetime. Yeah. I, I mean, no, I, outside of that, hadn't done any cocktail writing or other people's but, books. I don't think so. But you have a, a is, um, I could be wrong. Don't you have a degree in writing? I do. There we go. Yeah, I have a, I have, hey. a, I have a degree ding, ding, ding. in where, English where at, literature and writing. So <laughs> there we go. Thank you. <laughs> That's how that was my qualification. <laughs> right. So it seemed pretty uh, pretty good coupling that Jane is running a Cuban driven bar and you've got the writing skills and yeah, I, cram I can those two put words together together on sure. paper. Mm-hmm. It's like putting two bees in a jar and shaking it up. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if they fight. <laughs> They're just going to get drunk. Mm-hmm. Get drunk and throw parties. So, mm-hmm. my next question is: How many daiquiris did you have while you were in Cuba? Mm. A lot. Was there a run? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Some really good whiskey drinks. They're big fans of scotch there, and kind of things like when we were talking like, to bartenders. It was like three pipers and like stuff like that. Like Shivas. Yeah. Shivas. Shivas Regal. Shivas. They were super into it, and that was like when they found out we were lady bartenders. One that blew their minds. They're like, what? And we're like, yeah, in in New York. And they're like, oh, well, we have something to show you. And they would make us basically whiskey shakes, like a daiquiri with whiskey, like shivas and maybe some bitters and, you know. But, yeah, we we drank a lot of rum and, you know, a lot of mojitos. That ended up being kind of the star drink of our trip. Yeah. The most consistent. We were at some sketchy places um, where juice came out of bottles that juice shouldn't be in. And, uh, you know, we both kind of got sensitive stomachs, you know, but it worked out and it was delicious. We went for it. We're like, you know what? No, we're only going to be at this weird beach bar with 13 year olds drinking Havana Club out of plastic cups once. So we are going to go for it. The like roadside mojitos were the best by far. Um, Like a like a like a daiquiri bar, like a roadside. You pull over and get a a mojito. Yeah, like just like a dude with some lime juice and rum making mojitos. Yeah. Yeah. because otherwise, like all the all the bars, are, well, most of the bars are state owned, so they're they're not like the juice isn't fresh; it's pasteurized. It's coming right to them. Yeah, so like a carton. Yeah, getting mm. actual fresh lime juice that was happening when you just stopped at the random person who looked like they were making mojitos and asked for a mojito. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dax uh, Jack. Dax. Yeah, Dex yeah, yeah. Jack. Reminds me of you know my time in New Orleans. Yeah, I was gonna mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Except probably not blended. <laughs> exactly, a different daiquiri of a different uh, color. Um, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and the book did well. We still we sell it at Amore Margo. Um, in fact, you all happened to be in the in the shop, uh, and a couple people were in there, and you started chatting them up, and then they ended up buying both these books. Yeah. And made you sign them. Buy the book. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about that? 
I mean, good. I'm glad people are buying <laughs> it's it. It's great. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I was I'm more asking, does it, does it, do you feel embarrassed or weird when people say, sign my book, sign my book? I'm about to go through this. So I'm curious what people feel. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm naturally a fairly shy person, so I just get really awkward, and then I feel bad for them that they have to deal with me being awkward. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just this That's... vicious circle that happens between us. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is awkward. We're so sorry. How do yeah. you spell your name again? Tiffany. Great. All right. I don't know. Is that with an I or a Y thank or you. an IE? Is there a T in that? <laughs> so many thank yous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you were very gracious and they were very pleased to meet you and they were purchase very nice. your books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm about to have to face that thing myself and it seems like a weird it just seems weird to me uh, I've asked other authors how they deal with it and most of them say just get a thing that you write like, yeah like that's your thing like Brad Thomas Parsons always writes stay, stay bitter. bitter exactly just have your thing um, so I'm trying to figure out what my thing will be I don't know and, I got know, plenty of time my book does come out too just something in Latin that uh, no of one course, knows yeah. <laughs> he, I think he probably just writes lorem ipsum yeah. and, and, which just means you know fake Latin I feel like you. I feel like you'd be very good at it. So yeah, I think this is gonna. No, work I, th- all I right. think my medium is, is the talking. I don't think I'm very good at the like writing a note to someone. I'll keep it short and sweet. I don't know what do we write like. That's what I write. Love short and, and sweet. And yeah, like, something like that. That's what I write. Short and sweet. Yeah, <laughs> just like me. <laughs> like a shot of bourbon. Speaking of, um, yeah, let's move on to to. Well, actually, speaking of speaking of, we should probably pause. Okay. We've already raced up to midpoint, and we've we've only talked about the past, so we need to talk about the present and the potential future. Wow, man! I know it's deep. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <What's> <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Um, so let's say, yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll listen to uh, a word from our sponsor uh, for this show, Corgi Spirits out of Jersey City. Yeah, they love they love spirits and they love dogs. And they like the show too. And they like the show. They sponsor us. Yeah. Like us. Yeah. yeah. Jersey. <laughs> and Jersey. Man, all the things are coming mm. together. All the things. All right. Cool. We'll be right back. back. Just a moment. This episode is presented by Corgi Spirits. Housed at Jersey City's first and only distillery, Corgi Spirits meticulously crafts small-batch, ultra-premium gins with wonderfully unique botanical blends. Their brilliant spirits are suited for drinking on their own or in making cocktails that are refined yet playful, much like the dogs after which the brand is named. Every ounce of Corgi's handcrafted products shows their commitment to the pursuit of spirits supremacy, pairing flavor with flavor for the ultimate alchemical combination. And because Corgi Spirits love dogs as much as they appreciate exceptional drinks, a portion of profits from every bottle of Corgi is donated to local dog and animal rescue organizations. Learn more about their mission to craft a better breed of spirits while helping save animals by visiting corgispirits.com. This episode is also sponsored by Chai Pani Restaurant Group. From Bombay to Buncombe and Asheville to Atlanta, Chai Pani has extended the love of food, culinary experience, and storytelling to the Southeast. Founded by Merwan and Mali Irani, Chai Pani Restaurant Group includes two locations of Chai Pani, plus MG Road Bar and Lounge, Batawala, and Buxton Hall Barbecue. Learn more about Chai Pani and watch their documentary series, Cutting Chai, at chaipanirestaurantgroup.com. That's C H A I P 
P-A-N-I, restaurantgroup.com. Hey, Southern Teague here from the Speakeasy. Join the Cognac Geographical Indication and Good Passports for the Fall Cognac Crawl, happening all this month in both New York and San Francisco. 30 bucks gets you five cognac cocktails at some of the top bars in both cities, including Amoria Margo here in New York City, a cognac tote bag, and the chance to win some very cool prizes, like a private cognac seminar for two. A portion of the proceeds will also go towards supporting Heritage Radio Network. We need your money. Uh, tickets can be purchased by visiting goodpassports.com. For more details and updates, follow Cognac Maniacs and Good Passports on social media. That's at Cognac Maniacs or at Good Passports on social media. Thanks for listening. We are back. We are back. You're listening to Speakeasy on Heritage Radio. We've got Jane and Alla in the studio today. We've been talking about their uh, previous book, Keeping Cocktails, but they have this new book out called The Bourbon Bartender. Which is awesome. We were also talking about how potentially awkward and nerve-wracking it is to sign books for, <laughs> for people. And as it turns out, there's two guys here at Roberta's that we talked to on the break. Uh, Neil and John from Native Sun out in San Diego. Uh, yeah, that's a tie. See, I'm tying it all together. A wells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they're out here from Native Sun, which is a, a beer bar. Pretty cool. But they're opening up a cocktail bar, so they're out here doing a lot of research. They, oh, cool. They, they came into a Mori Margo three I'm minutes. I'm to hang row. out with them. Uh, I'm actually going to be, uh, this is a pretty good time to announce, um, I'm going to be there out for everyone on the West Coast. Um, I'm going to be gone the second half of this month. I'm going to be in San Diego next Tuesday. I'm going to be guest bartending again for my second time at Polite Provisions. Our buddy Eric Castro's bar. Uh, what do they call that again? The the polite. They, they have a name for the series of guest bartenders. I can't remember. I can't remember either. Anyway, you're doing it for the second time. I did it once with Austin Henley. It was great fun. Yeah. Good um, time. Speaking of Eric, just to plug him real fast, uh, his award-winning bartender at large documentary is now available. Uh, oh yeah. And it's weird. It's name your own price. Uh, so you can pay as much as you want or as little as 99 cents. All you have to do is go to bartenderatlarge.com to purchase today. That's a cool idea. It's very cool. I don't really get how that works. Wouldn't everybody just pay 99 cents? Mm. Or is that the Homer Simpson it's approach? Like, <laughs> it's like offerings at church, you know? Like, okay. Just give, however it moves give you, to man. The, give to the, reverend, the, give to the good Reverend Castro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited to go out and see those guys. And, like, check out... Like, San Diego's got a really cool bar scene. They've got... There's a place called Kindred that's, like, a vegan cocktail bar. Like, a metal bar. It's... Awesome, uh, um, Kindred. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's it's. I went there when I was out there last time. Just got a text from a, a listener saying, um, the this the the program is called Polite Society. Polite Society, and right? So that's that was live from, action. That was from Natalie. Cool. Hi, Natalie. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. Also, um, after that, I'm going to be. So that'll be Tuesday. I'm going to be in San Diego at Polite Provisions for Polite Society, and then Thursday, I'm going to be in L.A. guesting at. My good friend, Cabell Tomlinson's bar. Oh, yeah. Girl at the White Horse. So, uh, yeah, come out. And we're going to be doing like a bunch of Brooklyn Gin cocktails and having way too much fun. Spread, and lots of tacos. Spreading the vibes. <laughs> so many tacos. Vibes and tacos uh, with your host, David Bolte. Um, <clears throat> so, let's get back to these two in the studio. Yeah. Uh, Jane Danger and Ala Lepushchik, who written the book, The Bourbon Bartender. Your second book in as many years, basically. How does that feel? That's cranking them out. What made you do this one? We talked about what made you do the other one. They just kind of approached you, sort of dumb luck. Did this one? Did you seek no, this no, one no, out? The shark guy is. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course it is. Um, it just kind of made sense 
Jane and I really like aged spirits, so aged rum. Um, I really love bourbon. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of our focuses, and, you know, yeah, essentially the bars that I stand behind and her bars being, you know, uh, whiskey-focused, American whiskey specifically, post office and OTB. Um, both, you know. in, both in Williamsburg, Brooklyn? Yes, right off the bridge there. I was there. shocked to learn that when you said last night when I saw you at the bar that post office is, is how old did you say it was? Nine? Uh, like nine years old now, yeah. Oh, Unreal. wow. That's, that's it makes crazy. me feel suddenly... Old, old isn't the right word, but holy shit, nine? Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been open a long time. Crazy. Yeah. So post office was your first bar in Williamsburg, and it's yeah. it's a, a whiskey, American whiskey specifically. Only American bar. whiskey, yeah. And then your second bar is OTB. Yes. Which is just around the corner. It is just around the corner. You can take either exit off the Williamsburg Bridge and find one of the bars. Does it have a focus? I go there a lot with my buddy Todd on yeah, Mondays. You do. Uh, but but it's, it's not really, it's just kind of a bar, right? Like, yeah, it's like a touches corner. On, touches on all bases. It's a corner bar. We do have a lot of uh, whiskey, just because that's what I really enjoy drinking. Um, but That's a sexy photo of the pickle bag, by the way. And yeah. it's all as, all as pickle brine. It is so good. Well, technically it's Sam's. <laughs> well, it is Sam's, yes. The but. chef at Post Office and OTB, Sam Glenn, makes the most amazing pickles that have ever been made. Yeah. So we use his brine for the picklebacks. Nice. So mm-hmm. good. It's Sorry, good. Sorry, I, like, I feel like I'm being an asshole right now, like talking about the way this book looks to our listeners who can't see it. But well, then they got to go buy it. Go buy it. It looks yeah. good. Available at wherever fine books are sold. Yeah, you look good. Yeah. Amazon. Mori <laughs> Margo. <laughs> yeah, come on down. Because mm. I'll be somewhere lurking around there. Okay, yeah. Did, <laughs> did you find her to sign those two books that night or no? No, she had already left. I yeah, saying, I was already I walking that my night dog. Was last night. Yeah, it was last night. Yeah, yeah. I have fast. I'm fast walker. <laughs> I had heard you. I'm like, I'm at my front door right now. Yeah, poof, gone. Stomp. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, again, you you guys got kind of thrown together to write the first one, and then you again. Did you decide to write this one and seek out? Because uh, this is this. It's not the same. Pr- oh, it is. Yeah, it's it is. The same publisher, it's still yeah. Sterling, Sterling Epicure. Epicure. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, did they seek you out for this one, or did you did you pitch it? Oh uh, yeah, we asked them if. You know, after we accomplish the first book, if we could do another one, um, more f- more focused on something that we we feel like we want to do. You know, like l- less. We didn't have to write it in thirty days. You know, there yeah. wasn't like a there was a yeah. little time more crunch. time and definitely yeah, forty forty five days. Yeah, having, yeah. <laughs> you know, and with each book, you get a little more focus and kind of you know they're a rather big house, so it was really nice for them to be like, yeah, no, this book your first book is looking really great. We would love to work on another book with you guys. And yeah, we were trying to decide if we wanted to do, you know, a different kind of rum manual or something, you know, yeah, more specific. Yeah, we sent them a couple proposals. Yeah. And of then things we wanted to work on. Definitely bourbon is something that, you know, America's been crazy about and really really into for the last like 20, 25 years. The gates have been open with like fine well, sipping whiskeys. Even longer whiskeys. than that, right? Who, who was it that in, that named it? Oh, our, I guess I forget how old spirit. I am, but <laughs> yeah, when we finally put the law in place to say that bourbon needs to be made in America, right. it needs to be made fifty-one percent corn. You need to do like this, that, and the other, and that's the way it's been. So you yeah. know, but I think I'm more referencing. We're thinking Maker's Mark and all the work they did to make it a premium spirit, and sure. you know, just the visual and like marketing. Fifty-eight. 
Yeah. Yeah, the original craft distillery. Yeah. And then finally catching up to like the Wall Street era and people with money to throw around and people aren't really sipping scotch like their grandfathers or thinking about rye and bourbon in the way that it's also your grandfather. It was like a new and hip kind of thing. And it was cool to, you know, show that you knew something about it. And each year it seems to be like when Pappy Van Winkle came around and suddenly it became even hipper to know about this like curated small batch, you know. I originally got into spirits when I was very young, like not drinking them. I was just intrigued by them because Guns N' Roses always had a bottle of Jack Daniels <laughs> or a bottle of Jim Beam. <laughs> That's and I was like, dude, I, I need That's to start. Exactly I need why to learn I started how to play guitar. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That and Lemmy. I was like, man, yeah, it's yeah. Jack Daniels. Like people yeah. with that bottle and you're like, that looks cool. That's a that cool thing cool. to do. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm gonna that's why I started playing guitar and that's why I got interested in booze. Yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> they go together very well. It's that's you're, I mean, you're like my twin right now. I guess one of my earlier memories is... That we triplet because I already have a twin. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I guess one of my earlier memories is kind of related to that, uh, about like seeing booze in like a limelight was... Uh, the song remains the same, the, the video that Led Zeppelin made and John Bonham is drinking Jack Daniels from the bottle. Like, yeah, like it's iced tea. Was, there was never a glass involved. Yeah, like it was iced tea. He was yeah, just man. Putting, man. Bubbles, putting bubbles in the bottle. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Um, but I grew up with uh, some southern and Scottish grandparents, and they, <laughs> they drank a lot of scotch and rye whiskey, so whiskey's always been around me. Yeah. Well, let's talk about like, the process of writing this book. Like, just in the or same any way book. That, I'm looking for hit, hints and tips. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so like you had a, a mad dash through Cuba uh, in like five, six days. This, you you got to go to a bourbon country. You did hit the bourbon trail, right? Yeah. We did, yeah. Um, yeah, we just like to go places and have me try to drive around. <laughs> yeah, div- difficultly navigate, you know, just the... Um, hardest route. Jane, do you not drive? Is that the nope. no? Yeah, that's probably I don't, smart. I think it's yeah, the best. You know, and she doesn't like being a passenger, so that's another way that we no, really she hates. You know, and then I'm like, cool, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, we didn't get arrested in Cuba when we got pulled over, so I felt like I could handle the bourbon trail. Yeah, pretty yeah. pretty well. We like navigated <laughs> some cops very well. It passed the first test. I didn't get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But bourbon country is beautiful. I mean, we really, we went out there and we would get up at the crack of dawn every day after being out and going to some great bars in Louisville. And uh, we'd get on the trail. We'd hit it and go out to visit like Maker's Mark and Four Roses and kind of try to hit them all as close as we could to, you know, not waste time. But yeah, because they're fairly, they're fairly outside of Louisville, which is an awesome city. And these visits involved interviews and photos, or you were just kind of doing the tours and getting gathering information? Um, we Interviews and photos, um, we were lucky to hook up with Fred Minnick and Susan Riegler, who are down there, and they set up some nice stuff for us so we could get like a behind-the-scenes look that's not just the tours that they do. Um, and that was, that was fantastic. Yeah, it was yeah. really like, and like we said, we had a little more time with this book, so we really got to plan that trip really well and used our time well. And our friend Tiffany Dorman had been down there at the time uh, starting to plan the Bourbon and Beyond Festival, which mm-hmm. we went down to work a few weeks ago. 
Stevie Nicks was headlining. Um, you know, it was really awesome. And we made a lot of new friends, like, you know. Like Julian Van Winkle. Yeah, we just kind of drank yeah. some Peerless Rye with him. And he was like, I haven't had this. What is this? He's like smoking a cigar and has this cool bicycle. And we're like, oh, my God. And he rides off into the sunset <laughs> yeah. on his little white bike. It's so amazing. great. So, yeah, that was like our rounding out Louisville. We're like, sounds Louisville rules. <laughs> rules so hard. It sounds like a very romantic trip. <laughs> yeah. It usually is. We have, yeah, like, yeah, we know what side of the bed we sleep on. It's like, we've got a good thing going on here. <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, so how deep do you delve into, like, the history in this book? I, I'm Sadly, I haven't even had a chance to read it. I did grab a copy off the shelf to bring in today to make you sign. Um, uh, yeah. It's, like, a good, like, the, the forward is definitely, like, laden with history and, you know... To that, it's obviously very important because, you know, you need to know where you've been before you know where you're getting. And when you've got a book with, like, such great images and all these, like, a lot of them are modern cocktails, definitely because all having, you know, post office and OTB, there are a lot of great modern American whiskey drinks in there. But you kind of got to know what's happened before. So we've got, you know, trying to figure out even before the cocktail, which is just, you know, sugar bitters and spirit we've got the sling and we're kind of you know diving into history and trying to help people along yeah it's nice to do it uh chronologically so you can like see how one thing builds on another and yeah see, of course you know in phil ward's words mr potato head yeah bartending <laughs> exactly yeah plug and play mm-hmm. yeah pull this replace with that yeah. I like that with your brown derby, you put a quarter ounce of lemon juice. That's how I always do it. Because like with when it's just like grapefruit and honey and bourbon, God. it's not a very good drink. No, you need a little so bit more brightness hard. and acidity. We, I mean, we did a lot of thinking on that one and like different types of grapefruit, like the, which, br- the bricks and any kind of grapefruit. There are so many varietals, and we're like, what grapefruit did they probably use back then? I mean, we're nerds. It's like a thing. Yeah. So you, <laughs> you know, and we're like, I think it would probably be a little more acidic. Yeah. You know, compared to the regular. So, yeah, we tried to figure that out. And then we had some other, you know, like a lot of these cocktails, you're thinking classics. Um, a lot of the ingredients are the same. You're looking at, you know, things that are just like lemon, sugar, spirit. And what makes them different? Well, you're looking about like the way it's served, the glassware. We had a lot of trouble with the daisy. That was a pain in our butt. This one right here? Yeah, the yeah. freaking daisy. That's what I'm looking at. And you're like, is it a goblet? Is it a wine glass? Is it a stem tumbler? What's a stemmed tumbler? Yeah. I don't know. We're making stuff up at this point because we've been at OTB for five hours drinking rosé and whiskey and just trying to write Research. this book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of rosé and whiskey. It's like you Google it. Like, what glass does a daisy come in? And what did it say? It's like, it comes in a rocks glass and a picture of a wine glass. And yeah. Like, we're like, this just epitomizes no. my struggle. The internet. <laughs> yeah. The internet is not helping me write my no, book. No, just give me an answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of drinks and glassware, what is this drink you poured for us at the beginning of the show? We've been sipping Ooh. on it throughout the show, but we didn't mention it. Oh, it's a it's a breakfast boulevardier. Breakfast boulevardier. One of our mm-hmm. favorites. Yeah, Baby. so good. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> what, what's going on in here? Uh, it is, we made it with bourbon. We're using the Russell's uh, bourbon Campari sweet vermouth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your classic components, you're thinking Negroni, but winterized. You're like, let's head on and just keep drinking the Negroni spec year-round. Yeah. But uh, this one, yeah, it's coming to us from Paris, I think in 1927. So 
Yeah, it's got some history behind it. It's definitely a solid drink, and people should be drinking more of it. It's one of those, you know, three-part drinks that's just, you can kind of budget to your own taste. and It has an upward trajectory. It has over the last few years. Maybe. I agree, yeah. I mean, they... With the, with the tremendous rise in the popularity of the Negroni, Amari in general, mm-hmm. and, and then bourbon, bourbon having a, a, a huge following, I think what you just said is true. I already see it happening, even though the... The weather isn't um, cooperating. I don't want to say cooperating because <laughs> I'm really enjoying what the yeah. weather's doing, but it isn't doing what it's supposed to do because we broke the weather. Um, it, <laughs> We're it, fudged. Yes, uh, you know, just because, <laughs> just because you don't believe in it doesn't mean that science isn't true. Um, that's my that's my point for the day. No, uh, but yeah, already people are coming in and they they're shifting gears. They shift from the classic Negroni of gin to um, the Boulevardier and the, the Old Pal. Old Pal. Yeah, Go even love an Old Pal. Yeah. Yeah. But this is hitting the spot. Yeah, yeah sure. We drank a lot of those writing the book. Yeah, and we did even at Bourbon and Beyond in one of our demos. We were doing some things on stage. We got paired up with a bunch of chefs, mm-hmm. and we were the stage bartenders. Um, and definitely the Boulevardier, Boulevardier made some appearances, mm-hmm. similar, similar drinks to that. Because, you know, when you're pairing cocktails with food, it can be a little iffy sometimes. Like, Truth. proof yeah. is too high. Things can get weird. But this, when you've got the vermouth and the Campari, both lower and ABV, uh, and then you add in the bourbon, it's, like, smooth. It was really nice and worked well with the food. Yeah, and it really lets the bourbon shine. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's it makes sense that you wrote a book about bourbon because I always think of writers as bourbon drinkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, whenever I, whenever, whenever I write articles, I... Sipping I, on some bourbon? Sipping on some bourbon, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> but that's because I'm kind of an old man. Trying to think if I'm if I'm specific to drink anything while I'm trying to write. I don't think I am. Um, well, I mean, I guess that's not true. I'm am always falling back on old overhaul rye. Yeah, that's your that's your jam. That's just my thing. Juicy juice, yeah. Uh, talk to talk to me a little bit more about um, bourbon and rosé. Is that make an appearance in the book because it helped you it write does. it? It does. Oh, yeah, good. it's called the Guns and Rosé. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Why didn't you mention that before? It all comes back around, man. When we were talking about Guns and Roses, <laughs> the Guns and Rosé. Is it a cocktail or a side by side? It's a it's a cocktail. Yeah, it's so good. There's an image of it too. We've got a cute little skull yep. pick coming out of it and a leopard print straw. Yeah. <laughs> I love those skull pics you have. I um oh my God, I so took a photo of, of of a couple of them yesterday and put it on my Instagram yeah. and it's got like a million likes. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, they're so good. I said squad goals. The there guns we go. Rose. <laughs> yeah, that's a beauty of a drink. What's it's in the so Guns N' Rosé? Uh, the I'll tell you. <laughs> please <laughs> please you read it. an excerpt from the book, Damon. 3 quarter Evan Williams bourbon, half an ounce Jaffard apricot brandy. Uh, three quarter lime juice, half an ounce orange juice, and two ounces sparkling rose. Guns and rose. In a Collins glass. Mm-hmm. Guns and rose. There it is. It's adorable. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> who was the photographer on this on this one? This one was uh, Max Kelly, mm-hmm. who we've worked with a couple times on the Brooklyn Spirits book, and then uh, uh, the Manhattan book. Um, and he's out in Texas, and he's just really awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was really great working with him. He had the same kind of weird eye we have, where it's like crawling around on the ground. And you can see that one was shot in coup. Like, it has the grates behind it. And just yeah. looking for weird places to put a drink and sizing in and figuring it out. Or he also let us light a bar on fire and was really into it and not afraid that <laughs> the drink was going to blow up all what over him. What bar did you light on fire? Coup. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sons of bitches. So now you know. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Yeah, there's a drink called the 666, Mark of the Beast. And um, 
it's really hard to photograph flaming an orange twist. Mm -hmm. So we just lit the whole thing on fire and kept dropping overproof on top of it. Yeah, and a little it, like, dropper and it spilled over like, and it's just like a fire on the bar. Where is that in here? I gotta find it. Um, it's near, it's in that area, yeah. It's, yeah. it's uh, one of the modern classics, so. And this guy came up from Texas to do all this with you guys? And then some of these look like maybe like, well, obviously some of them he didn't take their black and white photos from a long time ago, but some stock photos in here to, to illustrate history and things like that. Yeah. Is this it right yeah. here? Holy crap. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Oh. I'm like, Whoosh. I'm really good at referencing pages oh. in this book right oh. now. <laughs> like, oh, cool. It looks great. It does look great. I like how that uh, crazy twist is on fire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We love our manicured twists. And fire. <laughs> yeah. And fire. and fire. Who doesn't like fire? Too much fire. Um, this is amazing. Uh, well, let's do a thing. Want to do a thing? We did a thing with yeah. the other book. Mm-hmm. Let's come to a more. Yeah, it's been a while since I've had a signing. Um, well, I guess at least since last year's book season. Um but yeah, let's get you guys to come in and do a signing. We talked a little bit earlier before we got on the show. Uh, what uh, yeah, the twenty second? Twenty second Sunday, the twenty second of this month, which is October. Wanted yeah. to do four to six ish. Sure, let's come in and do four p.m. to six p.m. at Amori Margo. Mm-hmm. We'll get a stack of books and a couple of sharpies, and yeah. you guys can sit there. We'll pick a couple of these drinks out of the book to make. Yeah, and we'll make. We'll, we'll pick a couple of the stirred drinks out of this book to make. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We uh, like stirring things. Well, we don't have no any, more shaking. We don't have <laughs> any shakers anymore. Um, and we'll we'll do a book signing, and we'll get some of these copies of this book into people's hands. When, when did it come out? It came out super fast. I remember, I mean, of course, my time at Amore has been spotty because of my stupid injury, but I remember it wasn't there, then it was there, and then even when I saw you, you, you seemed a little shocked that it was on the shelf. It happened real quick. There were some things I think they were kind of like finishing up and stuff, and they were like, oh, it comes out in a week. Because it's been not fully a month, but almost a month since it came out. Yeah. Yeah, and so now we're kind of catching up because we've had our events and our parties and things that we were working around. and. Yeah, we were traveling and stuff, so now that we're back, we're like, oh, there's, there's our book. book. This is exciting. Yeah. It is exciting, um, and I, I'm envious of you uh, uh, doing two of them already, and, and I'm on the road to doing yeah. doing my first You're one. You're going to come up quick. Written on iPhone. Written on iPhone, yeah. That's, I'm did gonna... you get a laptop no. or a keyboard? No. Oh. No. I did a lot of work on the iPhone, too, because my computer's 10 years old. Yeah. So it, it works. It <laughs> so really does. your computer does. is no longer a computer? No, like, it just kind of sits there. Once they're 10 years old, I think they're, they're done. Yeah. Um, time to upgrade. But that's me talking who doesn't have one at all. So, uh, yeah, no, we're going to, we, we've jokingly mentioned, and it seems like it's probably going to happen at the end of my book. We're going to credit by saying, you know, like you see the big billboards with photos that say, taken on iPhone 7. Written gonna, on iPhone 7. I'm going to say this book, written on iPhone 7. Do it. Because that is my only device. Which, by the way, the other day, I left behind at a bar. Um, <gasps> granted, it was a bar that I knew and people I knew, but man, my heart was in my throat. I was like, so much of my book is in there and nowhere else. It's nowhere else. It's not you're not like, like, it's not in the cloud. You're not even I don't just know how using to, like Google Drive on your phone. I don't know how to do that stuff. That's why I don't have a computer. Uh, we're going to show you. I mean, she showed let me, me but <laughs> yeah, let Allah teach you the way. Oh. oh. Uh. <laughs> I love what he just He's got uh, all yeah. the best fully. I love what he just <laughs> chimes in uh, from the other room. Um, well, uh, this is great, guys. I'm super excited. I'm really excited to have you come down and sign books again at Amori Margo. We just said on the 22nd from 4 to 6 p.m. That's a Sunday afternoon. Um, so you got no excuse not to be there. 
Not you guys. <laughs> the listeners. You got no excuse not to be there. Uh, we'll make some drinks out of the book. We'll chat with these ladies in person. We'll get you a, a copy signed. If you have a copy already, please bring it. There's no requirement to buy one at the shop. But if you don't have one, pick one up with us, and they'll sign it for you, too. Um, uh, I think we're kind of at the end. Unless yeah. you've got something more you want to get in there. I mean, I think we covered quite a bit. The book's available everywhere, we covered, right? We just covered two books in one show. We did. That's pretty great. Um, <laughs> it's available everywhere, right? Like Amazon and, of course, Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Did I see an Instagram of you guys rearranging the books? Yes. yes. Uh, maybe. And learning <laughs> about Nick Cave's cooking book. Which was super <laughs> exciting. It had lots of good images. Mostly cartoons, but we still love him. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a pretty common... So I'm going to have to do that, too, I guess. It's a common thing. Because I've seen Brad Thomas Parsons post a few... Instagrams of himself rearranging books at bookstores so that his is <laughs> facing front and on top yeah. and all that jazz. And give them booze, the people that work there, so you get on the staff picks list. Sharp. It works. Sharpie mustache. Wink, wink. Okay, that's the that's biggest. That's the best piece of advice I've gotten so far. <laughs> yeah. Sharpie mustaches for everybody. I got Hell flask yeah. cocktails coming out of my flask. <laughs> um, that's a great... Look at that sneaky, <laughs> sneaky devil. It's all I have to give is booze, pretty much. So it's like, oh. And then go beyond radio shows and stuff. Are you guys touring the book at all? We're starting. Yeah, we're going to be heading out west. Am I the first stop west. on the tour? You are. Okay. And we're going to be heading out west. We're going to go um, visit our friends in LA starting around November 8th. We're going to have some little pop ups happening. So, all y'all that we've missed for a while, we're kind of hoping to maybe hit Portland. And then, beginning of December, we're going to go to Las Vegas and visit. Sam Ross at one of his bars in cool. the Venetian. So yeah. we're super excited. We're going to do a pop-up there. It's not all book-focused there in Las Vegas since the bar is roughly New York-themed. But um, we're going to come in and do one of our weird party time party things that we do where we make drinks and wear outfits and make it fun. Glitter. Oh, Plenty. yeah. Guns full of glitter. Plenty glitter. Wigs and glitter. <laughs> yeah. Glitter guns. Yeah. Uh, well, that sounds rad. And are you... So all these dates that you're going to do... That are each date is going to be a, a sort of a bar takeover and a book signing event. That's fun. Uh, uh, yeah, we're hoping. Yeah, and then we've got other, you, you know, said, yeah. yeah, we've got some other little things planned. But we try to make the most of each city and come in, see all our friends, and do all the things. But yeah, roughly LA around November eighth. Wow. Yeah, that's fast. Everything you do is fast. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> we're we're like that. We're done. like now, 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 <laughs> now, 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 now. I want it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, well, that's great, man. Um, again, I'm. It's great to have you on the show again, Jane, and all it for the first time. Um, it's been a while since I've seen you. Since the uh, boat, we haven't been together. Since yeah, our catamaran say, in the like, islands. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Wait a minute. Really? Yeah. yeah well, I, I don't seen think her since like uh, over a year. How can that be? And I mean, not all, all the, the, the us together back yeah. at the boat. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. You don't like being a passenger, but like. It must have been really traumatizing when we were on that charter bus on Martinique and I was like running around in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's another show. <laughs> another show. Damon in his underwear on the island of Martinique. I just remember you came back all sunburned. I was so sunburned. Probably, I was like laid out on the catamaran. because you were in your underwear all the time. We were hopping like these small islands and stuff and I was just like... Fuck it. I'm laying the, the netting yeah. in between the two. We like, tried to get sunscreen on you, but you wriggled away. You're so wriggly. You're just like, <laughs> I'm ah, a wiggler. Yeah, I don't want me. Leave me alone. <laughs> Give me more rum. Yeah, don't put that on me. <laughs> I don't want no it. Sunscreen from the inside with this rum. You're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I've been in the sun before. It's that, that boat life, man. 
that's that the, life, life. the life I want to live. Um, so, okay, great having you guys on. Thanks uh, for having us. Listeners, please go out and buy this book. Uh, if you're in New York, please come to Amori Margo on the 22nd and, and pick one up there and have the ladies sign it for you. Uh, special to your to you. Um, upcoming shows, uh, we have... Um, oh, wait, that's today, sorry. Uh, next week, John Little from Smooth Ambler is going to be in here. Um, the following week, Jim Meehan is going to be here. And you're not going to be here for either one of those, huh? No, I'm sad to miss both of those. Uh, you know, it's... Because I haven't seen Jim It's the life in we live. It's oh, the life we live. Jim. Slim Jim. Congrats yeah. on the baby. I know. Oh, my gosh. Woo. Such and, a... And all the other things. Well, yeah, so many things. So but many the things. baby's so the cute. Book, the baby... <laughs> Yeah, killing it. Bars. Um, so he'll be here talking about his new book. Actually, um, I think I'm actually going to be in Portland when he's here. Oh, man. <laughs> really that's like up. salt that in the sense. wound. Yeah. <laughs> that's like salt in Dude, call in. Yeah, I will. Call I will in. call in. Call in like I'll I did. I'll be out there time. during the uh, the Portland Bar Institute. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. call in well, and, and chat I, with us all the And he phone. will be here. And it's like that the whole thing when like people who live in Austin... Escape town during South by Southwest, you know, it's like, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> but it should be a good time. Yeah, I do want to mention one more thing uh, that I did. Look what I did! I did a thing. Um, Shaker and Spoon is a delivery service that will deliver you a, a monthly. It's a subscription, a monthly box of stuff to make cocktails. Everything's in the box, with one exception: the booze. They can't mail the booze, and they reached out to me and asked me to make a cocktail for their. That's a Maro box. So I made a cocktail using Fernet Branca, um, cold brew coffee, and toasted coconut uh, syrup that I made. And it's delicious. I call it the Slippery Slopes because it's something I think I would, I would drink while I was on the ski slopes. And I don't really know how to ski, so it would, be, it would make them even more slippery for me. Anyway, uh, go to shakerandspoon.com uh, and, and see if you can pick up uh, one of those if you like. Um, other than that, uh, I think that's all I've got to say about upcoming shows. Um, stay with us for, for all that. Damon, we're going to miss you the next two weeks. Ladies, super happy to have you in the studio today. Take us out, Damon. That's it for the Speakeasy this week. Check out Heritage Radio Network for many more programs like this one. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Sell your toes, shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's going to save your soul. The Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Oh,